for about 10 years on Long Island, I was chaplain of the volunteer fire department. I got a badge. I got little pins. Mostly, I was responsible for saying a prayer at the beginning of the monthly meeting and saying a blessing at the end of the monthly meeting and doing some hospital visitation and playing cards, specifically pinochle with the guys as well. But one day, they decided that I should go on a fire training exercise. So they suited me up with the jacket and the trousers and rubber boots and a helmet and gloves, and we went out to the Yapank Training Center, and I was introduced to Tower A. Now, Burn Tower A was up a steps, and then up there they had a half barrel of fuel oil burning, and that smoke was thick and black. And I felt the heat of that burning fire, and I felt the pressure when they sort of tried to let me hold the fire hose. I felt the rubber boots and how they slid on the stairs a little bit, but how glad I was to have them. After Tower A, I was taken to the smokehouse and fitted with an oxygen mask. And we went down into a basement type of garage, and it was black, black and full of smoke, so dark you couldn't see in front of yourself. And you had to stay right against touching the wall. It was a search and rescue operation we were practicing for. You had to stay right with the person in front of you. About, I don't know, halfway in, my oxygen mask started to buzz. And it didn't really fit all that well, and oxygen was leaking. So I had to pull on the person in front of me and get out of that smokehouse. It was just practice. But, oh, it gave me an appreciation for what those firefighters do and for the protective gear they wear. And I wish, I wish that the writer of this letter to the Ephesians had talked about fire helmets and rubber boots and an oxygen mask. But he had what he had at the time, and here we have a Christian metaphorically clothed in the armor of a Roman warrior. So we have this image of the Christian warrior. And even though the suit of armor is for protection and strength, and even though the opponents are spiritual forces such as greed or self-righteousness or the forces that are destructive in our society, racism, even though those are the forces, and even though Paul didn't mean it to happen, that metaphor of the spiritual warrior didn't stay a metaphor but has become and became a call to arms for flesh and blood warfare. 
which it says it's specifically not for, became for the demonization of enemies and killing in the name of God. So much violence is being done in the name of religion, or religion with all of its twisted theology is being used to manipulate people to do violence, that it is no wonder that many people are simply rejecting religion on the basis of its involvement in violence. So, we who follow Jesus need to be clear. Jesus and the early Christians were non-violent. The Jesus movement was a non-violent resistance movement against injustice. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who treat you badly. For Jesus, all saints and sinners, all enemies and friends must receive love and prayer because that is what God does for us all. At the same time, Jesus taught, do not lie down in the face of injustice. No, you are to create an alternative community. You are to create the beloved community where you share with one another so that everyone has enough. And those reasons for violence and fighting over food and resources are gone. This was Jesus' message, and the earliest Christians seem to have been able to live this way. But then, in the beginning of the fourth century, the Roman Empire became Christian. Or, at least, the Roman Empire took on the name of Christ. And you had Christian soldiers. And it didn't take too long before Christians were fighting other Christians. Those battles over doctrine. And after Christians, of course, there are the Jews and the Muslims. And then in early America, it was witches. And then, in the name of God, it was slavery. And all of those battles. So I wish that writer to the Ephesians had chosen a different image, had chosen a different metaphor. But yet we need to be strong in the Lord. To live a life of peace, of compassion, of forgiveness, of living a life where we do work for justice, we need strength beyond our own resources. We need the Holy Spirit to help us contend with these destructive spirits that get inside of us and tell us about entitlement that can take us over. So I wish that Paul had said something 
without a spacesuit or tool belt or firefighter's suit or maybe a bulletproof vest. As I go rummaging through the closet of metaphors, it can be easy to lose sight that all of these metaphors are things that God gives us to help keep us strong. And there's also that whole section of prayer. Prayer. Eric starts today, and he and I and Lynn must speak the word of God up here every Sunday. And we need that prayer. To be strong as people of faith. We need God's help. When we leave here, tomorrow we will fight traffic. We may do battle with an insurance company to get the right coverage for a loved one. The children go to school either tomorrow or next Monday, and we might have to help a kid deal with a bully or with a child who's fighting their own tendencies towards bullying. We might be in a struggle for our lives with an illness or addiction. And so we all need a metaphor that speaks to each of us so that we get the strength that God offers us. Let's go through these items. Truth. The very basic spiritual truth that God loves us. The belt in the core, in the center of our being. Christ. God's love, our center, the very truth out of which we seek to live. Second, a passion for justice. Righteousness is a cinnamon, cin, a cinnamon, a cinnamon, a synonym for justice. And so we need a protective cover over our hearts, that passion for justice that we know and we can believe in justice. Because it can be really hard to fight off that spirit of resignation. Yeah. No, the earth is just getting hotter, and that's the way it is. Women, they can't be army rangers. We have to protect ourselves from losing hope. We need a clarity of where we are going, that every step we take is a step towards peace. Those shoes that help us stand. We have that shield of faith. These are the stories and the songs, the practices, the prayer, the worship, the community of faith that we wrap around ourselves. that help protect us and teach us. We need the knowledge of salvation. Not that God has saved us and condemned someone else to hell, but that salvation 
wholeness, healing, goodness is God's desire for every human being on the planet and all of creation. Our heads have to be firm in that knowledge. Finally, God gives us words. Words that we know can be used to harm or to heal. We might think about how Martin Luther King Jr. used the word of God with such eloquence that he changed the world. I don't necessarily suggest going around quoting scripture because that could get really annoying. But words will come to you based on what Jesus has said when we listen and read and study and hear God's word. So I picked up this book on children's spirituality and I was running through things that I had underlined or circled or made a note in the margin of before and I came across this story of a young girl who was going to school for the first day in 1962 when her school was being desegregated. It was an elementary school, so she was young. And she was all alone trying to go into that school building while white protesters stood there screaming at her. And she said in this story that as they were screaming at her, in her mind, she suddenly saw God smiling at her. And this woman, very angry woman, looked at this little girl right in her eyes and said, Hey, you. Bad word. What are you smiling at? And God had smiled at her, and she had smiled back at God. And she looked this woman right in the face and smiled at her and said, smiling at God. Deep inside, she knew the truth that God loved her. God smiled on her. She had heart courage to walk the shoes that would lead toward peace. She had the faith to see God smile. And she had the word of God that completely disarmed the hostility she faced. So I invite you to go rummaging through your closet of metaphors and find safety goggles, soccer cleats, Rubber boots. And as we go from this place today, put on the truth of God's love, a passion for justice, shoes for form 
firm footing in peace. Wrap yourselves in this family of faith. Know God's will is life and life for everyone. And call upon God's word for healing. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of God's power. Amen.